the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. First, if you love easy lunches for your kiddos as they head back to school, Uncrustables are expanding beyond peanut butter and jelly and came out with two new flavors just in time for kids Mm -hmm. going back to class. Pepperoni Bites and Pepperoni Roll-Ups brands of uh, varieties of Uncrustables. A lot of cyclists uh, use those. Because oh, really? you take them right out of the freezer, you put them in ah. your, your jersey pocket, you know, on your back before mm-hmm. you start your ride, and hour or two in, it's defrosted. There you go. Now you, you can have a, little, a pepperoni a one. Snackster. Yeah. Second, supply chain woes are coming to school cafeterias due to labor shortages and transportation challenges. That's going to mean fewer cho- uh, food choices for kids when they go through the line. And finally, in the world of food, a teenager who posted a puffy Dorito on TikTok is being offered $20,000 by Doritos for the rare rare chip. The 13-year-old got millions of views. What's wild, she almost ate it. I was going to say, did she eat it already? She was going to, but decided to save it. And who knew it would mean such a huge cash payout? You got to talk to your wife's friend who works for that company. Yeah. And find out, like, okay, it's why did you deal. choose to pay her $20,000 for the well, puffy I chip? I don't think it was my wife friend's marriage decision. <laughs> no, but she might know the thinking that went into it. She develops new flavors, right? The, yeah, if I was the Dorito lady, I'd be like, I don't know. Who's a rival company? Utz Potato Chips has offered me twenty grand for it. They want to <laughs> know what's going on, too. So I want to up the ante there a little bit. Did you or any of your kids get a scholarship? Coming up, wait till you hear how this young woman earned hers. Wait till you hear how this young woman earned a scholarship. Larissa Leon is 17. She's super creative, and she made a prom dress out of 50 rolls of duct tape. The dress weighs 20 pounds. She won duck brands stuck at the prom contest and earned a $10,000 scholarship. Nice. She made the dress inspired by her Mexican culture of folk dancing and even made a matching duct tape purse, flower crown, earrings, and shoes. Her dream is to become a dermatologist, so this $10,000 is going to come in handy. But I just realized that I shouldn't have said the story to you a dad of three daughters you'd be like when they start to go st- all these weddings wedding gowns up, right can, can, <laughs> can we buy some white duct tape like can't we make you a dress <laughs> i'm wondering did uh, the lady the, the girl who won the scholarship did she make her date a tuxedo out of duct tape with duct tape ruffles, duct tape bow tie. Great question. Not that I've noticed, but like her dress, think the movie Coco. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. It was so pretty. I'll, I should put a picture of it. One on of uh, the most awkward moments of any prom, though, is when the young man pins the corsage on the young lady. Um, Ooh. A duct tape corsage would be easy. Just yeah. stick it right there on there. <laughs> Coming up, more proof that you are never too old to follow your dreams. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Here's more proof that you're never too old to pursue your dreams. A grandma from Utah just received her black belt in karate. (laughs) Carol Taylor is 83 
She got interested in karate 15 years ago at the age of 68 when she started driving her 11-year-old granddaughter to her lessons. And when she uh, got her black belt, guess who was there to watch her perform and give her the belt? Chuck Norris. No kidding. <laughs> she went out and performed to this song. The little old lady from <laughs> she pretended to hobble out to the mat with a cane. She looked like, you're like, uh-oh, what's this going to be like? And they yeah. had just announced, we'd like everyone to know that Carol Taylor is 83 and that she broke into her moves and her footwork and the whole crowd went wild. She's so fit at 83. It's such an inspiration. You parents have been really open with me and Kev that one of the biggest stressors when the kids go back to school, is how in the world do you get them out of bed? And you've got the moms that are really sweet that go in and go, wakey, wakey. And then they do that about 30 times. And by the end, they're like, I'm going to put ice down your back if you don't get out of bed. You're going to be late. It escalates. Yeah. Right? So I think I have a solution of how you can solve a lot of stress this year. And it's something you can purchase on Amazon. It is a sonic boom extra loud alarm clock with bed shaker so there's actually a little device that you put under your child's pillow or mattress pad and it shakes them (laughs) and i've never heard this sound before we're going to experience it together apparently this is how loud the alarm clock is I guess that's the shaker (laughs) (laughs) so maybe then you can just like set the alarm and that way you can keep, you know, drinking your coffee yeah. and making lunches or whatever else you do in the morning and let the alarm do the work Does instead of you keep going back keep and bugging your kid. Until the kid gets up and turns it off or wakes up? I don't know. That's a great question. Because yeah. my I know I have one niece out of my 11 nieces and nephews. She'll just keep hitting snooze <laughs> or she will sleep soundly through the beep, beep, beep. Like yeah. she just sleeps through I it. Could, I could have. I still could. I could sleep through that. You could? Oh, totally. Even with it shaking the bed? No problem. No problem. Whoa. Yeah. I'm a very, very deep sleeper. So how do you get up every day? uh, Just my will. (laughs) 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 My daughter Amber has the same thing, man. She can sleep through anything. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, including this. No problem. (laughs) You already know life isn't a walk in the park. You take a deep breath and you take one day at a time, right? So what life situations end up causing us the most stress? Close to 70% of us will try to avoid or procrastinate when it comes to a stressful situation. Hmm. Turns out many of the things that cause the biggest amount of stress are the little things. Really? Making the top most stressful situations. Oversleeping. You know, your alarm doesn't go off. A deadline at work. Traffic. (laughs) Running late. But they're also big things. All like, of those are um, interconnected, but yes, they are. <laughs> but they're also big things that are life stressors. Uh, making the top three family problems. Oof. Second place went to financial problems, and our number one stressor: health issues. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. Boy, I've got something to share with you guys in a couple of minutes about a member of my family that's going through something health wise, and just like wow, so young to be dealing with something like this. We'll talk about it in a minute. So uh, we all consider each other more than just, you know, a radio show and, you know, radio listeners and friends. You guys are like our family. And when something happens, we try to share it with you. And um, something's happened in my family health-wise I wanted to share with you guys that uh, hopefully you can add to your prayer list. Tell you what's going on next. 
Right, so if I could ask you guys uh, to add this to, to your prayer list, I would really appreciate it. Uh, my brother, my older brother, his name's Scott, um, he's had some health issues for a few years now. And uh, as a pretty young guy, he had a mild stroke oh, like, no. a few years ago. And Ugh. then just last week at work, he works with my stepbrother. They work together. Mm-hmm. Um, my stepbrother saw him and said, you don't look like you're doing okay. And of course, he was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, but he was he was having trouble like tracking with his eyes, and my stepbrother picked up on that. And then he was having trouble like he walked away from him and kind of drifted to the left a little bit. Uh oh. And Yurik, um, that's the name of my my stepbrother. He he was like he's uh, he's got some EMT training, and he knew something's wrong. Mm-hmm. He said, "Dude, I'm taking you. You're we're going to get you checked out." He's like, "I'm not going to the." emergent care place he's like you're right i'm taking you to the hospital and thank goodness he did he had another <sighs> mild stroke and i mean he's yeah. he's a young guy he's not even 60 years old yet and uh this is the second one he's had and he thought of course like oh i'm getting that they're gonna you know fill me full of fluids give me a prescription and i'm good to go um they've transferred him from johns hopkins to another hospital to uh, begin like a rehab like occupational therapy type oh stuff oh my gosh so he is not a happy camper to begin with that's number mm. one um you know he he was thinking i'm gonna be back to work on monday yeah um but number two they've said he's got to make some lifestyle changes um or you know it, it could not only not get better it could go the other way and he's got some hurdles ahead of him therapy wise to mm-hmm. get get his skills back and get back up to speed and he just is like of the mindset that it's this is not a big deal mm. they need to just you know like let me go i'll be f- fine i'll stop you know eating whatever or doing whatever and i'll i'll be okay um but that's what they told him last time and obviously it didn't nothing changed oh, so boy. yeah my my prayer is that that this will be a pivotal moment for him mm-hmm. and things will will change yeah take the steps necessary not just not just with you know how he's living, but also mentally to get his head around like this is, you know, I'm not 20 years old anymore. I can't play around with this stuff. Yeah, we'll be praying that he views it as a second chance at life. Yeah, and I've been trying to get in touch with him. We've been playing voice tag for the, like the last two, three days. He calls and I call him back and his voicemail is full and he doesn't pick up. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's he doesn't have his phone handy or maybe he's asleep or I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. he's he's left me a couple of messages and I've tried calling him back and we haven't. We have not. T- I talked to my dad. My dad's really concerned about him, and I'm worried oh, about my yeah. dad too because my dad he doesn't need this kind of stress at that age. You know, yeah. my dad. My dad's been mid 80s, so the last thing he needs is that kind of worry in his life. So, if you could just keep them both in your prayers, Kev. You know how I've told stories about my dad and how much he loves to tell people about his faith, oh, like it's yeah. his bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, he's at it again. <laughs> I'll tell you what he was doing the other night in just a minute. You may have heard me talking about my dad on the show. He's got uh, multiple sclerosis, and he got diagnosed back when he was like 40, and now it's the disease has progressed to where he's kind of like a quadriplegic is the best way to describe it. He um, can talk, he can eat, he can move his eyes, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't have any dexterity anymore, yeah. so he needs help with everything. But even though nothing really works anymore... Uh, the one thing he loves to do is share his faith. So he'll like, back when he could control his own scooter, electric scooter, he would ride over and share share his faith with the neighbors. Uh-huh. Um, he'll get one of his caregivers to give him a ride to the beach, and he loves to share his faith with the fishermen at the intercoastal in Jupiter where he lives. 
Um, and there is a latest installment in my dad's passion for sharing the love of Jesus with people. And um, I, a little background information is my dad's getting on there in years. Yeah, He's getting up there. And he's been on a bazillion medications. So we're not sure if it's the age or the medications, but... Could be the Holy once, Spirit. Could be, every <laughs> once in a while, he's like, you're like, what? wait, what is he talking about right now? And it can be emotional, you know, every, anyone who's dealt with that. But yeah. what he was doing the other night, um, my mom was like, honey, who are you talking to? She came in the room and he's like, I'm talking to Alexa. And that was like one of the best gifts I ever gave him because he can like play music in the middle of the night when he can't sleep. He can he can ask her what time it is or about the weather. Well, he was sharing his faith with Alexa. He said, <laughs> she needs to know the Lord and she needs to know how much Jesus loves her. So I'm sharing my faith. And my dad is has such a dry dad humor that I don't know for sure to to this day if he was trying to be funny or if, or if he thinks there's based a real on the way his brain is right now, he really thought he was sharing his faith well, with Alexa. Hey, you know what? I maybe, wonder what she said. Maybe, maybe there's an algorithm somewhere that'll shoot it back to somebody yeah. somewhere in Google Land. And <laughs> yeah, there you go. And they listen. Yeah, the people in Google Land. That's are right. Listening, Google's so listening. So he really is sharing yeah. his faith. There you go. See, she your was dad's like, way hipper than you thought he was. Thank you for telling me about. The Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I just admire his passion so much. That is cool. So we're talking about your dad and how he he loves being an evangelist. He is the Mm -hmm. only person I've ever met. I didn't even know these things existed. He has evangelist trading cards. Like other people collect baseball cards. He's got a Billy Graham. What? I thought you were referring to the tracks he always carried and left for waiters and waitresses at every restaurant. If he had evangelist trading cards, it would not surprise you. I wouldn't you. be surprised, no. <laughs> you know. And you know what's really cool? I mean, I, the story I just told about my dad trying to share his faith with Alexa, it, it is heartbreaking. I mean, when I was there recently, thank God he recognized me, he knew me, but he did ask me a couple times. He goes, What's your husband's name again? Hmm. And he's just, you know, he this the the medication and everything he's been through. It's yeah, just, it, just you know, it's just starting to slip. Sure. And um, but the one thing that's really neat, I, I was listening to Andy Stanley yesterday, Pastor Andy Stanley, and he said um, this phrase. He said, "What stories do you want people to tell about you and live your life now, so that those stories are told?" And I'm like. The stories we will tell for years and years to come, once my dad is long gone, Hmm. about his passion for Jesus, what a legacy he's left our entire family. And he has 10 Hmm. grandchildren and um, all these brother-in-laws, you know, because he has five daughters. So now he has five son-in-laws. And um, I just, I really just admire that. And my mom right there with him, I mean, she's leaving a legacy of of loving your husband no matter what, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health and just... Her attitude, just trusting God. Like right now, we're trusting God for new caregivers. We desperately need some mm. um, because we lost one, one of them, uh, found another job. It's a great question. Like, you know, what story mm-hmm. do you want people to tell yeah. after you're gone? Isn't that great? I, just what came to mind for me when I think of like, when I'm gone, what do I want people to tell? Well, Kevin, I, and the thing that I, and I mean this honestly, sincerely, I hope that people will say like, you know, after he won those millions, it didn't change him. <laughs> Not one bit. That would be a cool story. He's still the same guy.
It's happening again. A TikTok craze that has doctors saying, please don't do that. This time the idea is to take peeled garlic cloves and stuff them up your nose to unclog your nostrils and clear your sinuses. But doctors say that if you do this, especially EMT doctors, uh, if you do it enough, the body will start to react to the oils and chemicals in the garlic and cause a rash in your nose. They call it dermatitis. So, yeah, don't try the TikTok craze that is garlic up your nose. On the upside, won't have a problem with the vampires. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) They come after you, just go... And the garlic blows out into their face. (laughs) Do you feel like the past 14 months have been hard on you as a parent coming up? Man, you are not alone. Do you feel like the past 14 months have been hard on you as a parent? Man, you are not alone. Close to 70% of parents in a recent survey said they've changed their parenting style in the past year and a half. They've had to be home chef, daycare provider, and homeschool teacher on top of holding down their own job. Juggling all those hats has cut into sleep time. In fact, the average mom or dad gets only about five hours of sleep a night. No kidding. No wonder y'all are so stressed. Parenting is hard enough as it is, and then to do it with no sleep? I don't know how you do it. Can't believe the average parent is only getting like five hours of sleep a oh, night. I and I think thought it would be fun to talk about on the show today what woke you up in the middle of the night. And I'll start with something that happened to my friend. I was she was like, I'm so exhausted today. Mm. Wait till you hear it's all it's all her daughter's fault. What <laughs> made it so she had no sleep the other night? We just learned that the average parent lately, because the pandemic was so hard on them, they're getting like only five hours of sleep a night. And I I thought it'd be fun to ask you, what woke you up in the middle of the Mm. night that was related to parenting? Mm. And I'll start with a great story from a friend of mine. Um, I talked to her the other day and she's like, I'm so tired. It's awful. I got no sleep. And I'm like, what happened? What's going on? Do you have insomnia? What? She goes, No. Got woken up in the middle of the night. It scared me and my husband so bad that we never fell back asleep. She said they were just sawing logs. And all of a sudden, there was this sound that sounded like gunfire in their own bedroom, in their master bedroom. And they were like, (gasps) they sat up in bed and they're like, what was that? Well, they had to figure it out. And it was her little daughter had given her a Mylar balloon for Mother's Day (laughs) and refused to let Mommy throw it away. So she threw it in the master bedroom closet. Uh Well, somebody left the closet door open and it migrated out and the balloon got caught in the ceiling fan and it sounded like... (laughs) And so it just scared them to death. Her husband had to stand up on the bed and untangle the Mm -hmm. balloon and she got out a pair of scissors and killed the balloon immediately so that couldn't happen again. But uh, you just never know with parenting. Mommy, please don't throw your Mother's Day balloon away. (laughs) Right. Keep it forever. So how about you? What woke you up in the middle of the night or kept you from getting sleep related to your kids? So we're talking about uh, stuff that wakes you up in the middle of the night, especially as a parent. Boy, we have four kids, so it's endless. Endless, the stuff that woke us up in the middle of the night. But the funniest one, and thank goodness he was okay, was when our son Kyle, uh, he was only about two years old, and he was still sleeping in a crib. And we lived in a house that we had, um, there were two bedrooms upstairs. It was a big, old townhouse. And when I say old, I mean it was like uh, built in like 
1820-something. We lived in this really old town uh, called Winchester, Virginia, and it had these big, wide wooden floorboards. And you'd hear somebody walking like down the hall. It was really loud. Well, Kyle, we were like, boy, we got to put him in a big boy bed soon. He's gonna, he's ready for a big boy bed soon. And one night we heard this boom, and it was the unmistakable sound of a body hitting the floor. And we walked in Kyle's room, and sure enough, here he was, like up on all fours, smiling from ear to ear, like, I got out of my crib. Oh, no. <laughs> and not only did we you know, get woken up in the middle of the night, but it was sleepless nights for a little while till we could get the big boy bed with the guardrail so he wouldn't roll out of that. Uh, yeah. Man. Until then, we were like, especially Tracy, she was on edge. Like, is he going to fall out? Is he going to climb out? Is he going to be the escape artist from now on? Is this going to be a problem? I was so hoping that you were going to say that he was back in bed, sound asleep by the time you got up there. No. So that you would think it was a ghost in the old house. <laughs> that would have been a good story. Oh, in that house? There were plenty of noises like that. Ooh, that would make you creepy. Like, All right. I don't know if I believe in this stuff, but... <laughs> You felt like the lion in uh, Wizard of Oz. There's no such thing as spooks. There's no such thing as spooks. If you watch the Olympics, sometimes you'd be like, that's an Olympic event? Really? But we were a little surprised to find that uh, skateboarding Mm -hmm. is in the Olympics this time around. But sometimes you see some of these sports and you're like, you know, if I would have started doing that as a kid, I I bet I could have been great at that. I'm basing this one on my ability to play badminton in the backyard. I'm really good. (laughs) I mean, I am really good. Now, granted, I'm gauging me being really good against playing my kids when they were little, but still... Now I knew I that skateboarding and surfing were sports, but badminton is the Olympics. It's in the Olympics, yeah. I didn't and, know that, and I was convinced <laughs> that I could have I could have been a contender until I went and contenda. looked at I looked at some video of uh, these guys playing. Yeah, they are not fooling around. Oh, I gotta see that. I mean, this is like pretty hardcore. I've bad, never seen badminton. hardcore badminton in my life. Yeah, it's you don't we. I would be out quick, very quick. Nothing but respect for these guys that are playing okay. at that level. And apparently, it's crazy popular, especially in like the Far East. Okay. Like thousands of people will show up. Like we show up for a baseball game. Oh, They'll wow. show up to watch badminton. I knew Same they numbers. felt that way about ping pong, mm-hmm. but I didn't know about badminton. I yeah. got to see this for myself. Yeah. Here's the, the Olympic event I need them to event is, or to in, the Olympic <laughs> event I would like to see them invent is sitting poolside with a cool drink, sunglasses, my AirPods in. I would gold medal in that, no doubt. I can do that better than anybody. Are you still friends with anybody from high school? Our producer Griffin is, and that leads to some interesting things in life as you get older. Hmm. When you're still friends with mm-hmm. those same people where your kids together. We're going to talk about that next. You're asking, do we know people still from high school? My wife and I went to high school together. We have a mm-hmm. high school reunion every day. Yeah, there every you go. Every day. But uh, we do have some friends. They've known each other since like cradle. Since they were like oh, wow. babies and grew up together, and now they're adults and they're still best of friends. But Griff, you uh, you got some friends from high school you still hang around with? Yeah, there was a group of six of us guys. We were known affectionately in high school as the Calculator Club. Mm-hmm. Was that because you were really good at math? <laughs> yeah, we were good at school. Uh, we were good at sports. It's not because they were. It's not because they were. It's not because they were super cool. <laughs> you don't hey, get we were. the Calculator Club. <laughs> we were. Well, we've already made, uh, stayed in touch. And the other day, one of the um, one of my friend's kids was having a first birthday party. Oh, fun. so lots of us gathered at their house for this birthday party, mm-hmm. and now all of us we have our own kids. Wow! And it was the f- I think one of the first times we've had 
that many of the kids in one place. Wow. There were what, four of us there, and there was eight kids, yeah. eight of our kids now. <laughs> wow. And they're all kind of at the age now where they can play together. You know, they're not all just little babies anymore. Four calculator club members. Have eight kids, have eight kids. there. So the calculator club is multiplying. It is. <laughs> do you know that my brain totally went there and I was like, no, Kev, that's Kev's dad joke. Don't do it. And there were still four or five missing. Like there's more oh, that wow. couldn't be there. So it's crazy. So it's Calculator Club 2.0. Huh? Oh, yeah. And it's so cool to see them playing together and running around. And of course, at this birthday party, there was you know a bouncy house and oh, wow. toys and stuff outside. But you know like how kids do, you get a new toy, but they play with the box. Mm-hmm. My friend had just moved into a new house. The kids found an empty room with no furniture in it yet, and all of them just went to that empty room and were basically just playing chase the whole time, oh, like, ignoring the bouncy house and everything else. And but no, they had a great time. Hilarious. It was cool to That's see. That's good. Yeah. yeah, if you guys had 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 a picture of those kids in high school, you'd have been like, no way. Right. Yeah. And now it's all come full circle. That's yep. awesome. Calculator club should have taken off their shoes and gotten in the bounce house themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've all gained a little weight since uh, <laughs> our high school days. Throw, oh, that would be the throw worst my back if it out. popped. I'm throw my back out of the big calculator club reunion. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody remembered for that. So does your uh, place of business where you work have some odd or quirky rules and regulations? Boy, they're nothing compared to what they're doing at Martha Stewart's media company or at uh, Tesla, you know, the electric car company because of their fearless leader, Mr. Musk. He's got some quirks Mm. that have become corporate policy. Going to share some of them with you next. Sometimes corporate life, life just in the work world, no matter how big your company is, can be a little weird. You'll get a memo and go like, really? We have a policy on that? But Mm -hmm. check out some of these Martha Stewart. You think it would be good working for uh, Martha Stewart Media, or do you think it could be a little tense? I think it would be tense, yeah, based on her personality. Um, she requires you to have absolutely no personalization of your desk, including you can't have Whoa. family photos, no nothing. wonder why that's such a big, important thing for her. My desk would be a nightmare for her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like... Mine, my, too. I've got so many little tchotchkes and stuff. I mean... We've been here like over 20 years. You collect a lot of junk oh, yeah. <laughs> over 20 years. So it would drive her nuts. Uh, Apple stores. They they do not allow... If you go to an Apple store and go, oh, man, my phone crashed. The word crashed is a word they're not allowed to use. <laughs> they cannot use any words that uh, Apple deems as negative, like crash, bug, or problem. <laughs> like if you came in and said, hey, I'm having a problem with my phone, they'll go, let's get on a solution for that for you. <laughs> there are no negative words. That's funny. We should all try to do that for one day and see if we can pull it off. I couldn't do it. There's no way. Okay, uh, there's a Norwegian insurance company, DNB. You have timed potty breaks there. What? You go to the bathroom, you are on the timer. What if you're having a digestive issue? It's your problem, not theirs. <laughs> what do they want you to stop mid mid? I don't know. Get a doctor's process? note. If you go over. I don't know. Oh my gosh. That sounds weird. I don't Isn't know if that's it? a rumor. No, I'm telling you, it's a real deal. The DNB, the Google it, DNB, Norwegian Insurance, Time Potty. I guarantee you, you will find an article on how ridiculous it is. That's so And then crazy. I can never get this guy's name, Musk. How do you say his first name? Elon. Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. He does not like sense. So if you are working in the Musk Enterprises offices, you can't wear cologne or a scented deodorant. No, nothing. Apparently, he is very, ironically, his last name is Musk. Yeah. <laughs> he is very sensitive to smell and will not tolerate Wow, I can any see the perfume. perfume and cologne, but not even scented deodorant? And, wow. 
And he despises the color yellow. So even in their factories and everything else, you know how you'll see like yellow on the floors to be like, warning, don't walk here. Mm-hmm. It's not yellow. Wow. It permits no yellow in his world. Wow. I wonder <laughs> what he thinks of the sun. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's doing all the space stuff. Eventually, he wants to get up there and change the color. Maybe. <laughs> I don't, Redecorate. I don't know. It's so funny how many different things can derail a kid's summer. It could be a fall in the playground. It could be uh, a broken arm and then they're not allowed in the pool. Um, my niece was having a little bit of a tough time here at the end of her summer. She has to go back to school soon. And she went to her normal early morning cross-country practice because they have to practice during the summer in the heat. And she chose to run next to this one friend of hers. They ran together for the whole practice. And later that day, the phone rings. And it's the principal from the school saying, your daughter has been exposed to COVID. Oh, The girl that she was running with for the past, you know, hour at practice uh, just tested positive today. No. And you oh, man. must quarantine no. for two weeks <laughs> and miss the first day of school because your quarantine won't be over yet. Well, there's an upside. She had all <laughs> kinds of plans. Now, she's the type that would want to be there on the first day. Oh, well, she's God, that God kind of a student. Yeah, it causes her <laughs> angst. I mean, you want to meet, see all your friends. And she's dating a guy who's leaving for college. So that meant no seeing him. Oh, now there's They're, the big one, like, right? all, mm. She had all these plans with her friends all canceled. So the other day I was in an effort to uh, to cheer her up. I went and brought her like some candy and some flowers and mm-hmm. um, just talked to her for a couple minutes just to wish her well. And uh, <laughs> it's it's been rough. But thankfully, yesterday afternoon, we got the results from her, not the rapid test, but the regular test mm-hmm. that takes several days. And she tested negative. Hey. Yay. Does she she's still, have still to not stay a, quarantined. She wa- her mom wants to go petition to the principal like, "Hey, she's negative. Can she come back to school on the first day?" Mm-hmm. Um, but her she doesn't want to. She's a rule follower and she's like, yeah. "Mom, don't do that." But um I according to her family with a negative test, yeah, she's going to go back out with her friends and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's been she's been in quarantine for like almost 10 days already. <laughs> but I guess the school requires 14. See, back when we were kids, it was like you said, a broken arm or, you know, mm-hmm. something would keep you from going to the pool that we didn't have to deal with. Oh man, the covid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't go to the pool cuz I Poor I was exposed kid. to covid. That's the so most bad for 2021 her. summer thing to happen yes. ever. <laughs> Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.